Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast, your ultimate guide to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Matt Banwert. Today, we're going to dive deep into the challenging and popular CrossFit workout, Murph. We know Murph is coming up on Monday the 29th. Very excited. We do this every year. And Murph is a CrossFit workout, one of the original Hero Wads designed by CrossFit, named in honor of Navy Lieutenant Michael Murphy. He was killed in action in Afghanistan in 2005. If you ever read the book or saw the movie Lone Survivor, that is based on that story. This workout is really long. I don't think Murph is necessarily the hardest workout I've ever done, but it's very long and grueling. But it consists of a one-mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then you end with the mile run, all wear wearing a 20-pound weighted vest, or you have the option of wearing body armor as well. So whether you're a seasoned athlete or a beginner, this will definitely test your limits, and we're going to help you get prepped for this, and we're going to see where this kind of takes us. So let's jump right in. Here to help me is Danny. Danny, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go over. I think we have seven things we're going to go over. I think the first one we're going to go over is assess your current fitness level. So before you think about attempting Murph, we need to have a baseline of fitness, right? We need to know what we're working with. So it's crucial to have an honest assessment of your current fitness level. This is where we can help you out. And also this workout is not for the faint of heart because it requires a solid foundation in body weight exercises and cardiovascular cardiovascular respiratory endurance so danny why don't you give us our take on or sorry your take on how would you assess your current fitness level and your thoughts overall yeah i mean murph is a tough workout because of the volume right it's a very long it's about a 50 to 60 minute workout for most people plus right so from there mentally and physically you're going into a very tough situation for yourself so you need to like by assessing your current fitness levels, you also need to think about like what, where you're like, where you're at in your skill levels, right? Like is, do you have pull-ups, right? Do you have push-ups? Do you have air squats to do it train? So right away, you got to go from that, that situation, right? Are you able to handle two miles of running, right? Or do you have to scale that down? So finding out where your current levels are now, like, could you do different variables? You know, they're, there are variables of this, right? So can I do, you know, five push-ups right now? Can I do 10 air squats? Can I do two pull-ups or something like that? It's kind of a, a gauge to see where my fitness level might be. If the answer is no, then I'm below that, then I might have to look at, okay, I had to start somewhere smaller and then work my way up. If I'm above that, then I can try to add a little numbers to it. That's really good, Danny. And I think I'd like to add that if you're not quite there yet, that's okay. You can still do the workout, but you should definitely either chop the reps in half in terms of total reps. You can even chop up the running. So do you, do you want to give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, so Murph is scalable at any point, right? They have different variables of Murph and different styles of Murph. and It's one of the most famous workouts you'll ever see. It also has the most like fitness or scales inside Murph itself. So let's say you don't have the ability to go all the way through. You can partition it. Right? There's different styles of splitting it up. If you can't do pull-ups, there's ring rows, there's jumping, there's uh, bent-over rows. If you can't do push-ups, there's a pressing variation with the barbell. You know, same with squats, right? There's other, there's so many different variables here. Like you're not stuck just doing one, right? The ultimate goal is to do it as written, but there's always different areas to get you to it, right? 100%. Awesome. Let's move on to number two. 
break down the workout and set goals. So I really like this one because, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So there's a simple way that we can break this down and actually achieve it without getting overwhelmed by the sheer amount of volume that this workout is. So now that you know where you're at, stand, now, now that you know where you stand fitness wise, let's break down Murph and, you know, have some goals set on, you know, what we can actually get done in per set or in terms of uh, how we should be mentally approaching this. And remember that this is a long workout. It's not necessarily really intense. It's just going to require a lot of muscle endurance and, uh, and mental fortitude. So let's be realistic, realistic about what you can achieve. So Danny, why don't we, why don't you walk us through how to break this workout down and what kind of small goals we can attain during the workout itself? Yeah. Also, I don't think you should eat elephant or not. Into, that's probably bad, <laughs> but no. Um, so breaking it down, right? Like realistically the first your ultimate goal is to do murph in 60 minutes or less by wearing a vest unpartitioned right if you don't think you can do that then your next step would be to try and do the volume without the weighted vest or body armor and if you can't do that if you know if you can't do 100 pull-ups not unbroken but in a row like just doing 100 at a time right then we got to break it down so several ways to do this is like we can do um 20 rounds of 5 10 15 right you can do 10 rounds of 10 20 30 right there's, you know, you can partition the numbers up however you might need them to be. And that's the first step, right? So figure out how many you could do in a row right now. Like, so one of your things would be like, hey, let's, uh, can I do, like I said, can I do one or two pull-ups right now, right? If I can do one to two pull-ups, can I do three to five push-ups? Can I do seven to 10 air squats? If I can do that at a time, that's maybe my partition to go with it. Remember, this is like a marathon in terms of what we're doing, right? It's the same kind of time domain, same kind of like area that, you know, the amount of training that you'd be spending if you're going to run 26.2 miles that day. It's the same kind of concept in your mind. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Danny. And we just wanted you guys to make sure that, you know, you want to maintain a steady pace and when in doubt, break a little early and rest a little bit earlier because the last thing you want to do is burn out or hit the point of muscle fatigue to the point where you can't keep going and you're just stuck kind of just sitting there, you know, trying to recover so that way you can continue on your sets. Let's move on to number three, develop a training plan. Now this one's fun. Uh, with your goals in mind, you want to create a training plan that helps you build up to the full Murph workout. So something that progresses you properly, that starts you off with slightly less volume, gets you used to the movements, gets you used to the movement patterns and the heavy breathing. And then you can start adding volume from there. The plan should focus on increasing your endurance strength and mental toughness. So Danny, why don't you walk us through kind of like the game plan that at least we have going for Red Wolf and how we're going to peak for this workout. All right, um, this is good. This will actually take us into the next one too a little bit. So we'll talk a little bit here, but this will definitely get us on step four. But for step three, right, first thing we're gonna do is increase, like introduce volume from you guys. Like I said, we're gonna be working through rounds of Cindy, which is five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. That's a very comfortable scenario for you. We're gonna do different variables of pull-ups for you. So if you have pull-ups, right, we're gonna be working strict into kipping into butterfly to build volume, right? It's good to hit different styles. A lot of times we want to go to like the more advanced style, like a butterfly style or a um, kipping style. But really, if we can start at a lower, um, lower volume, harder skill, we can get you um, comfortable and stronger on the grip and everything as we get as we get going. 
we also want to increase your running capacity, right? So doing sets of 200 meter runs, doing variances of a bike or rowing for yourself as well, so that you can have different areas of cardiovascular systems on onto you, right? So what we're doing is we're starting off like every Monday, we're going to be hitting this up. And every Monday, we're going to be increasing our running capacity and our volume that we're going to handle on the pull-ups and push-ups, right? Essentially, when we first start getting 10 rounds of 5, 10, 15 is the goal. 10 rounds is a good pace, right? We're almost about a quarter of the way there in terms of where we're at. So doing 10 rounds is really good. You know, doing 10 round, uh, 5 rounds of running, that's 1,000 meters, right? Now we're getting close. 3,200 meters is the max amount of running we're going to do that day. So it's like increasing our volume week by week by week. Also increasing our skill or our fatigue levels, right? So if we start with strict pull-ups, we'll go to maybe a kipping style into a butterfly style. So you're easing yourself into the volume because one of the things you, you talked about is muscle fatigue. That is a very real thing, right? But also too, we don't want to over like, we don't want to just practice one range, like one to five style pull-ups all the time, right? Sure, I could probably do one to five pull-ups at a time for about 10, or 15 rounds, right? To get to 100, but then I got to turn around and do 200 push-ups. I got to do a 300 air squats. So that amount of you know, volume by the time I get to the mile, sure, I probably could finish the MRF, but it would take me about two hours in that sense, right? What we want to do is get it within a 60 minute time frame for yourself to handle that type of volume. And we also don't want you to collapse from heat or from mental fatigue later on. We want you to be functional for the rest of the day and not be like, well, I'm done. I have to go lay down now for six hours. Yeah, I really like your iteration on the pull-ups. And the reason why we do start with strict is because we, we like to lay a foundation of strength first before we add volume. Because if you have that strength base, when you add volume later, you'll have more resiliency and you'll be less prone for injury. Let's move on to number four. Number four is focus on form and technique. As you progress in your training, it's essential to pay attention to your form or you know, the more technical term would be mechanics and technique this not only helps you perform the exercise more efficiently but also reduces the risk of injury and efficiency is something that really helps especially with high volume reps so danny why don't you give us your take on this yeah this kind of like feeds into the other part for us right the reason we start with the hardest variation and then work to an easier variation in terms of like from strict to kipping to butterfly in terms like that or if you're learning them, right, like ring row to a jumping chest bar to a jumping pull-up, things like that, is because we want to teach you proper mechanics because that matters, right? The ability, like grip strength is something that's very underrated when it comes to Murph, right? The most, the biggest problem people have are tears on their hands because of sweat or moisture that they get, no matter how much chalk, what kind of special grips you use or anything like that. If we can build grip strength over a long period of time, right? Build the calluses up, build your hands up, then you're going to be safer and have you know, a better experience for the MRF, right? If we can, if we can get your uh, strength up by doing proper mechanics, then your ability to handle the volume on your joints is less wear and tear on your body. Sure, a lot of us could probably do push-ups, right? In the amount of time that we do it, but are you doing a proper push-up, right? Are you getting the shoulder below elbow every single push-up that you do for 200 reps? You know, are you are you making sure your elbows are flaring in beside you versus going out wide? And the difference is you might not think about this. You're like, well, I'm still doing a push-up. Well, that volume, if I, my elbows flare out wide, I'm putting a lot more stress on my rotator cups, right? Now, I just did 100 pull-ups. Now, say my 100 pull-ups were pretty sketch, right? Maybe, maybe 50 were good and the last 50 were pretty rough because I didn't really practice that much. And I drop down and start doing push-ups. Well, now I'm going to start to develop a shoulder problem. 
now like from there you're going to derail yourself so sure yeah you probably finished murph which is great good accomplishment but now for two weeks your shoulder's really bothering you and you can't continue your training so we want to not have that happen same with squats right we don't want you to develop any kind of ankle or knee problems if you're squatting on your toes or you're keeping your chest down versus up so we want good mechanics good mechanics will carry you through the workout and reduce soreness and reduce your ability of fatigue and that's what we want to see more of exactly 100 percent, danny that was a great explanation and when you're more efficient it allows you to sustain reps longer and more efficiently like hence the name efficient and it will allow you to keep um keep moving at a at a pace that you can actually sustain for to actually finish the workout uh let's move on to number five uh nutrition and hydration you can't expect to tackle a workout like murph without proper nutrition and hydration and it's really important that it doesn't start the day of it starts the month or two even you know leading up to it right you just can't you know, hydrate and eat well the day before and expect to do well on Murph. So what are some tips for fueling your body during training and on the workout when the day comes? Um, That's a pretty good point right there. Uh, a couple of things you can think of right now is make a plan, right? You need to make a plan about how you like to hydrate, how you like to eat, how you like to snack, right? You need to have um, your mindset ready to go that, okay, I'm going to have a meal this time, this many hours ahead of time, and then I'm going to have a post-workout meal to get ready to go. I need to take breaks to hydrate in between. You know, hydration levels should be high at least 48 hours in advance. So meaning, hey, I'm going to do Murph on Monday. Well, I need to start technically hydrating and prepping myself on Saturday, right? If my if I don't and I just say, like, say I forget to drink water Friday and Saturday, oh, my God, I remember Sunday and I try to reload, it's not going to work for you. You're going to cramp. You're going to cause a lot of like dehydration symptoms on yourself right there, which could lead to nausea and vomiting as well. So we got to look at this as an ideal of like, hey, start hydrating early, right? At least up to 48 hours in advance, right? Plenty of salt intake, right? Salts are going to help you maintain that stuff and um, maintain potassium and sodium inside your body. So you're not going to get super depleted as the workout goes along, right? And reduce cramping. And then having a, a, a good balanced diet, right, of eating, right? Don't be afraid to eat. You know, it's good to have carbohydrates um, at least 24 hours in advance. Like, really start to do what we call, like, a, a refeed process of the day before. You know, we're not doing a, it's not a carb loading necessarily, right? Because you should be prepping yourself. You're supposed to be working out, right, up to it. You know, it is on a Monday, which is a little bit weirder for us versus, like, a traditional, like, Saturday workout or something like that when we usually do a hard workout. But, like, you're coming off the weekend, so... You know, don't think of it as carb, uh, as like carb prepping or carb cycling. Think of it as a refeed, right? I've, I've been working out. I took a day off. That's fine. I got my, you know, my body right. I'm stretching. I'm doing plenty of water intake, and then I'm eating stuff into it. Eat good, solid, healthy foods, right? Um, fruits, veggies, uh, well-rounded proteins, right? Good lean, uh, lean mix, and then have some fats in there too. Throw that in there. Um, the better you can, the, the better you can start early, the better it's going to be for you. The day of Murph, right? Make sure you have a breakfast. Don't change your routine because it's Murph, right? If you wake up at, at like normally you wake up at 5 a.m. and you have coffee and you have eggs and you have all that stuff, keep that the same. Don't change it, right? You know, have uh, make sure you're like diligent about drinking water or your pre-workout or whatever you want. Um, I will say be aware of caffeine, right? If you're having caffeine before you do come to Murph, it, caffeine can dehydrate you a little bit in terms of where you're at. And that could cause like uh, GI or, you know, stomach issues later on. And you don't want to have to stop because your stomach's messed up, right? Absolutely. And I really like what you said about 
um, about fueling and not being afraid of carbs and not changing your routine. I think a lot of people, when the, the day comes, that it's like, oh, I need to do something different. Well, no, it's like you just keep doing what you've been doing and just know that the, the prep starts today. Let's go over number six, mental preparation. Let's talk about completing Murph. And it's such a mental challenge to complete it. And would you say that it's more of a physical one or a mental one, Danny? It's both. Um, but yeah, no, it's a mental challenge. I mean, I told Matt this before, but in 2020, when the world shut down, I did Murph every single day for the month of April as kind of a prep to get ready for um, the semifinals that year. Um, but every day I would do a version of Murph. Like I did on every single version you can do. I did one for 30 days in a row, every single day of the month of April and every day of doing it. Yeah. My body was very sore. My body was very beat up. I would not recommend that to anyone else, but it was very tough to do it mentally because getting out there and going through the, like you get to a certain point after a while where you just want to quit. Right. The, it's not like your, your muscles hurt or you're tired. You just, you just want to give up. Right. And one of the things I would tell you like, is you mentally prepare this, right, is to think about why you want to do Murph. Like Murph is to celebrate uh, a fallen hero, right? So it's always good to think about that if you're into like the, the tradition behind the um, workout, right? It's to celebrate a fallen hero. It's to keep his memory alive and for all the sacrifices that he does and all the men and women who sacrifice every day for that. When you think about that, then you have the mentality of like, I can push myself through this, right? Um, then the other thing you think about it, that's not something for you is like, okay, Murph is something, it's a, it's a baseline, it's an establishment. It's like finishing your first marathon or finishing your first 5k or 10k. It shows that you have the wherewithal to complete a very hard workout. So mentally like getting through it, the best way to do that is think about it as one piece at a time. I got to get through one mile right now or one step at a time. So here I'm running to my, re the red light. So I, I get there. That's halfway. I turn around. I'm almost halfway back from the rut. Okay, I have 100 to do, 100 pull-ups to do when I get back in. All right, I'm going to go 10 at a time. I'm marking off my little checklist. I'm almost there. Same with the push-ups, same with the pull-ups, right? If you break it down into small increments like that, it's very easy for you to stay focused on what you're doing, right? And then think about the end of it. Like when you finish it, you're going to be so happy when you get through with it. So that's where you want to go, right? You want to finish it. You want to get to the end. So keep your mindset of like, I got to get through this and I got to keep chipping away at the numbers. I love that, Danny. Yeah, definitely chip away. Just take it one rep at a time. Don't think about that last mile on your first mile. Only get through the one. I love that. All right, let's wrap things up here. Thanks for sharing all these fantastic tips, Danny. I think this is very helpful. And as we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts for everyone listening? Yeah, just yeah, just remember, Murph is challenging for everybody. doesn't matter what level of fitness you're at. Everyone's going to be suffering the same, okay? What's important is that you prepare yourself, right? Preparation leads to good luck, right? So I'm going to get lucky if I'm super prepared. So prepare yourself both mentally and physically by sticking to a training plan, being consistent in the gym, right? Working through your skills, getting good skills, right? And then think about yourself um, physically, right? Sticking to a, a, an eating plan, a hydration plan, right? Don't break out of the habits. Don't try anything new on the day you're going to do it right? And you'll be totally prepared. And then don't forget to ask questions, right? To our coaches, right? Don't forget like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. What's a way I can get around that. The coaches here at Red Wolf are here to help you. We all have gone through this at some point. Even some of our veteran members, we've all gone through this at some point where we can, we'd love to share tips with you. We know we've made all these mistakes. We've done 
you know, hundreds of MRFs over our career, like we'd love to like share and help you to make yours the best that we possibly can. That's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Danny. I think your tips were very insightful and that's definitely going to help a lot of us get through either our first MRF or our 20th MRF, depending on how many times you've done it. That's it for today's episode of the Pack Mentality Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we, know to, so we know to make more content just like this. Follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to send us your questions there. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed it. Nailed it.